0: I believe as, a, as human beings, for us to be our best selves, we need to understand, uh, and, and have internally, uh, freedom and authority. And we have the freedom and authority to act or produce the results that we want. And that's, that's first created internally and then spoken and developed externally. That's liberation to me. Like that is that essence where, um, I am not reliant on other people from a mental or emotional standpoint, I'm not draining those others around me, right? To build, to try to replace something. I'm here and I'm giving as much as I'm getting. And it's this flow. Uh, and, and, you know, we're all regulated. We're all kind of anchored humans in a way.
1: Welcome to the Zen Stoic Path, where we share a modern take on timeless wisdom to help you develop unshakable inner peace so that you can live a liberated life. I'm your host, Victor Pierantoni, and on this special segment of our episodes, we go into the liberated life interviews, where we go outside the bounds of Zen Stoic philosophy and talk to people who are exemplary in living a liberated life. Remember, Zen Stoic philosophy aims at liberation, but the philosophy itself is not liberation. And for this reason, this is why we have conversations to really open up the perspective. And on this episode, I have a very special guest. His name is Jeff Bannum. And this guy is absolutely amazing. I just got done with my conversation with him and it was mind blowing. Mind blowing and simple and practical simultaneously. Because Jeff talks about how to regulate the central nervous system. Now he has an extensive background and everything that he discussed falls fully in line with Zen Stoic philosophy. It was a great conversation, a lot of ahas, a lot of breakthroughs. And so here's a little bit about Jeff. Jeff is a recognized leader in the area of human performance and human behavior in high stress environments with over 30 years of experience across multiple domains including the fire service the u.s army special operations command and the central intelligence agency jeff now serves as the ceo for brute force training after conducting counterterrorism operations in over 30 countries two combat zones and multiple high threat non-permissive environments jeff has the privilege of dissecting human behavior at a micro level in order to enhance individual and team performance in some of the most intense moments imaginable. His study evaluated and developed algorithms for calculating minute shifts in heart rate variability against variable stressors, distinct practices for managing the central nervous system while under significant stress and integrative techniques to help high level operators remain fully present in order to navigate extreme situations. I'm telling you, everything in that bio, not only not only is it true and he lives up to it, of course, but it is really profound the way that Jeff is able to regulate the central nervous system with a technique that he uses that it all has to do with the breath. And his vision for what he wants to create in terms of a legacy is absolutely inspiring and amazing to be able to discuss in this conversation. So I really hope that you enjoy the episode. I love the conversation and I'm excited. For you to hear all about it enjoy the episode so jeff i was really curious about something that you had told me the first time that we talked and it was this distinction between teaching and coaching because i know you and i both really enjoy helping people and it's important part of our lives and that distinction ever since we talked about it a few weeks ago has just been has stuck with me and it's it's grown because <laughs> so i'm curious how you came to that shot right to the head oh and it just sits there is the worms man. <laughs>
0: not, you know that's I mean that's in a good I am known for walking in the room dropping in a grenade and be like bye no I got like, oh, hey, that see you guys a few weeks. <laughs> yeah yeah oh um, yeah man no I think you know where how I came to that uh, back 20 17 18 19 20 20 ish you know those years uh coaching coaching was the thing right uh and I hated it like i literally got to the point where i'd get off calls and just be like am i an awful human being because i just don't care you know like what's going because that's totally not me because i do care i care immensely right Mm -hmm. i like i want to see people be successful in so many ways um you know but this idea of coaching especially when it comes to life coaching or you know any of that kind of genre Mm um I really take a step back and be like, what am I doing like why am I why are we dealing with all of this stuff? one um, and two that's not my wheelhouse like really really took some time to like what is it that that I do and deliver that's unique in the world mm. and then how do I deliver it and you know really sat back and was like, oh wait a minute, wait a minute I'm not here to coach. I don't need to muddle around in somebody's head about what's in their way and what's not and what's working and what's not like i know how to have the conversation to get the information the intelligence i need mm. so we get that done uh, but i really sat back and like no no i teach people i mean that's what I've, I've done that for my whole life like i am a teacher and what i'm giving my people is a set of skills they need all mm. right and uh those are you know self-regulation tools those are uh, central nervous system Management regulation tools and techniques. Uh, and and those are behavioral practices, right? That then ultimately re- result in produce, or producing the results that you want to produce, right? That's I step back and, and looked at it that way. And what that did for me is it allowed me to really focus what I was doing, mm-hmm. get clear with my clients on what we were going to accomplish in a given period in time. Uh, you know, because I was having people linger for six months, a year. And I'm just like, can't you just go? and you just go do the things just go do the thing right um and and yeah and then i you know i got really in touch with like what's important around uh someone having a therapist not a coach someone having the right support mechanisms to deal with what they're navigating and so you know it doesn't mean there's not necessarily coaching involved Mm -hmm. right but but it's it's to me it's more adding adding of wisdom along the way you know i had a client who woke up every morning at 3 o'clock in the morning and has for 20 years, like brain running, firing, triggering, heading in the direction. And he's like, what do I do about this, man? I said, well, I'll tell you, you know, why don't you try tonight when it happens, because it's going to happen, mm-hmm. uh, roll over and look, not at your wife, but like on the other side of the bed, as if there's a, you are standing there, talking to yourself and just ask yourself, like, what do you need right now? And then do whatever it says, right? And then just do whatever it says. it says, get up and go to work, then get your ass up and go to work. Mm -hmm. And and he called me next morning laughing and he's like, I don't know what kind of, what kind of voodoo you're doing. (laughs) Uh, He said, but literally I I did exactly what you said, woke up at 2.45, brain racing, rolled my head over, opened my eyes, looked, imagined me standing there and said, what do you need right now? And it looked right back at me and said, nothing. And I never went back to sleep for the first time in 20 years. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean that's not a co- but, but see to me that's not a coaching thing that's not like we didn't have to go dive deep we didn't have to like unpack why are you waking up I don't, you're going to I mean, we all have got our things like i spent plenty of time in the self-development space and world mm. and i think there's a crap ton of time wasted there um there's value and there's a crap ton of time wasted right so right. it's clearly <laughs> balanced um yeah, man so i don't know that's a long way to say that i really realized for myself one i'm not a coach because uh in in the time we have one i don't want to take a bunch of time i don't want an hour session to go through things we need 10 20 minutes check in are you doing the skills are you ex? are you executing what we set out to execute do you need any other support what's coming up mm-hmm. right and 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 move on and so one it it increases the touch points I have with my my clients or had, you know, with my clients. Uh, cause we can resolve things over text, voice text, or get on the call if we need to. So it kind of closes the gap. It's not like this wait for an hour, wait for the next day and wait for like It streamlined the way we could communicate and effectively support each other along the way and work as a team. Uh, and it put me in the wheelhouse of teaching, you know, because I find a lot of coaches. I know a lot of coaches. I've sat in a lot of coaching calls for a lot of people. Uh, you know, I think the I think the best way to assess my coach or my teacher, uh, record your next call, and then literally assess how much time you spoke. And if you spoke more than ten percent of that call, you're teaching. You're not coaching. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just simple mechanism. Maybe I'll give you fifteen. Maybe if it's an initial call or you're working on something, maybe 20, but if you're, if your mouth is open running more than 20% of the time, you're not coaching.
1: Yeah, you're not. It's, it's-, it's interesting that you say that because I, you know, following our first conversation, I started noticing that and at the moment, right, as this is being recorded, I'm currently running an integration process of people that I've certified and trained in neurolinguistic programming and timeline therapy. And I'm also teaching them how to do coaching calls because I've done this for like the last decade. And as I'm teaching them, I, I had a, a one-on-one check-in with one of my students and she was like, well, I just, I, I wonder, you know, and I, get, I, I start to compare myself to you because of how you show up on calls. And then I like, I stopped her. I was like, I'm not doing just coaching on those calls. I'm actually mainly teaching. And there's portions of those calls where I'll do coaching. What I showed you the other day is actually just more a product of listening and being really curious about that person and letting them kind of drive the ship and you just having those little guideposts, like they'll, they'll answer their own question. And that was the moment I realized I was like, oh, that's actually my zone. It's the teaching zone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it was, it was and a- it's helpful, man. so freeing too. Yeah. And yeah. it's so freeing when you're just like, oh no, this is my, and drops you right in. And I, I mean, I wish more people would because there are, listen, I know same coaches I know, they're like, no offense, awful coaches <laughs> because they're talking the whole time. Right. They're not awful people and they've got real value and real wisdom and real things to share. Mm-hmm. Like it's not that they shouldn't be on the call, but it's the context they've created for the call that matters. And, right. um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I know I know tons of people that are just phenomenal in so many ways, and like so deeply knowledgeable. And I think that's the thing. Uh, Marketing-wise, I think there's a little, what I have found there is people are, are more willing to connect with you if you have a skill or something to share and offer and give and teach uh, rather than like, let's just regurgitate re- our crap. Let's go through mm-hmm. and let's look at you know. I mean, like, yeah, it has its it has its usefulness until
1: it's no longer useful, right? Until it's lighting yeah. up lighting up the neurology and actually creating
0: reinforcing negative emotions about their crap, so to speak. <laughs> and then you, yeah, like, I mean, you know. go <laughs> right, and then it being flow. And even if you want to do a hybrid or something, you know, if you define that in context, it's like okay. This week's coaching session, this week's teach session. And then you're coaching on the things that you taught and you're unpacking that and were they able to perform or execute or what you know. So you can you can also just play with the the sprinkles of it. But yeah, man, I mean, I think I think most people, if they really were honest, were like, no, I want to teach. I you get into coaching because you have something to say or share. Mm-hmm. It's teaching. That's you know what I mean? You know, so you cause you've learned something, you're excited about it, and you want to share that. And so, you know, the person coming in. So you don't ask questions. You're not in the state of, you know, you haven't kind of run mm-hmm. the spike of curiosity to be able to sit back in your own space and be like, okay, I'm all I'm going to do for the next hour is ask a few questions and listen. That's right. Discipline, man. That takes something.
1: It really does. Yeah. I um I started, you know, one of my techniques earlier earlier in my coaching career to prevent myself from speaking is I just have these headphones that oh. I had a pair over here, but basically they the microphone flips down and that's when you're on and it flips up and that means you're off. And I would just keep the thing up most of the call just to like prevent myself from like being like, well, <laughs> this is what, so, so that was a very helpful tool back in those days. But what, what I was really, what I realized I was doing is I was actually ignoring the fact that I wanted to teach something. And instead I was like putting myself in that box of being a coach. And now I'm glad I had learned that skill because it's really helped me to understand human beings at a totally different level. And I love that I now have this realization of like now teaching is, is where my zone is. That's where I have the most fun. It's where I get the best results. Cause now all of my students, because they're learning, they're learning the skill of coaching in this, this process that we're doing, they're coaching each other and they're getting the same caliber of results that they would have gotten coaching with me. And to me, that's, that's phenomenal. Being
0: able to see that. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think there's great, you know, I, I think it's, it's like, I just had a call with my publisher today, right? uh on the first book and timing and when we're going to roll and stuff and it's and it's been interesting you know i've been writing for probably 10 12 years mm-hmm. uh, could have totally published you know by now mm-hmm. uh, and it wasn't because i was scared and it wasn't because of anything else what i realized was uh my what i had to say was incomplete mm-hmm. and uh, and my my gut knew it right and uh and now it's ready and now i'm ready to launch and settle so, awesome man! um uh, yeah i'm stoked about it really excited so uh, so what are you writing about now like what what's the book that's that's coming out so the book that's coming out and you know we're, we're we're bouncing on titles but it's it this is under the anchor human project right this is the uh headed the book will probably be called anchor human i was like that's the name of the book that's the title of the book yeah. uh, it's funny So the other day we're like ooh The Untethered Soul of the Anchor Human. I like it. (laughs) It's a nice, yeah, it's lit. It's a nice, well, I I mean, so, yeah, so the book is Anchor Human, uh, uh, and it will fall under the Anchor Human Project, and it's very much uh, identifying around central nervous system regulation, Mm -hmm. but really where the origination of dysregulation comes from. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if we look at our primary anchors, safe, love, trust, pride, joy, All those primary anchors culturally were developed to externalize that to look for validation for those elsewhere: mom, dad, sister, brother, family members, friends, you know, through our whole life, and then eventually partner, and etc. And um, you know, my my version of the title was "Learn to Fly Your Own Damn or Fly Your Own Damn Kite." Uh, I used to do when I was a kid. We used to get on a Nags North Carolina, for the summers. You know, they got these big ass sand dunes, and. uh and these magical kites, like not, not just like your Walmart paper kite, like these things are, you know, they're, they're hooking in a jive they're moving feet, you know, controls, hand controls, these kites are just dancing beautifully through the sky. And I can remember as a kid being mesmerized by the kite, but also the flyer, like just watching this, this relationship between the flyer and the kite and, and watching them read the conditions and know where to go and know how to move and just this freedom of expression. Sorry. Freedom expression in this way, um, and as as I was writing this book, I was like that's it. I mean, we are we are all our own kite. We are these beautiful creatures who really want to express ourselves in whatever way that is and however that is, right? Um, and and we want that freedom to do that. Problem is, we've been developed to go. Okay, hey, Victor, fly my kite because I'm going to go be pretty. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm going to go be cool. I'm going to go do these things. But I need you to fly my kite like this, so I can do this. It, you're, it's never going to work, right? And so, um, you know, this process is around uh, re-anchoring all of our primary anchors internally, internally versus externally. Uh, but really, the core of it deals with that anchor of safety, because that's that's I will I've said this now for what over a decade mm-hmm. um, from all the work that I've done. There's only one question that matters, and that's am I safe? that's it. Everything else on top is bullshit. Sorry. (laughs) It is. I mean, honestly, it's been 20 years in therapy. Yeah. And what we're going to discover is you have a really jacked up anchor of safety. That's what we're going to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's really the primary piece of this whole component uh, is, is learning to re-anchor that sense of safe in self because today, you know, millions of years ago, quote unquote, no big deal. Safe was, can I leave the cave, go get food, come back. Right. There was one one anchor but there's one modality of safety and that was really physical that was it it was all we had to deal with today the complexity of am i safe is far too great for any human to deal with am i safe to say this do this be this share this hug you not hug you put my hand on my shoulder shake your hand not shake your hand look at you not look at you like this too much too much and it's why it's not wonder why anxiety is through the roof nervousness through the roof Kids are shutting down. Everybody's locked in their phone. The world is radically unsafe in every possible way. Even in your home, in your partnerships, in your relationships, in your family, you are radically unsafe twenty four seven. You know what I mean? And, and and so the anchored human is really about dissecting the pieces to become truly and to truly understand how important regulating your central nervous system is, and when it is dysregulated. Nine times out of 10, it's because that, that anchor is not internalized, it's externalized and something's messing with it. Uh, That's fascinating. So what, yeah.
1: what are, what's like an example of how somebody regulates their, the central nervous system when
0: they're feeling yeah. safe, let's say socially or emotionally? Or like, I mean, you know, it's, it's always funny. I'll teach for a matter of fact, fly we'll apply tomorrow to North Carolina and to teach up a, a class, uh, uh, to the Air Force, uh, and I will teach four hours yeah, Wednesday, and I'll look at the end of the class, and I'll say, "Okay, cool. We just spent four hours together. Really, all I did was teach how to breathe." Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, it it the knowledge and the wisdom surrounding it really anchors right in everything. But at the end of the day, in practice, uh, it is really nothing more than uh, a structured breathwork process, mm-hmm. um, and it's a breathwork I've taught for years uh, to you know people operating around the world doing crazy stuff, silting guys tier one operators, intelligence people, like it's just been the core and uh, why I tend to refer to it as uh, the return to original breath. Mm -hmm. So if you look at a child breathing, very much a belly breather, uh, and this comes out of old Japanese traditions. And then I went in and unpacked and did a bunch more research. Mm -hmm. Uh, And basically the model is uh, there's, there's two things that, there's two primary things that have to happen. In order to kind of trigger safe in the system. Mm -hmm. And it's an equal balance. So I have to know I'm capable of taking control and then I have to be willing to give control up. Mm -hmm. And it's this constant dance, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so the way we do that with the breath is uh, we get very distinct in through the nose all the way down on the diaphragm, like hyperintentional, where you're putting that breath all the way down to the diaphragm, feeling that diaphragm extend push it out, hold for a minute. Like that's, I'm taking, I'm, I'm in positive control to give my system what it needs. Mm. Right. And then the aspect of giving up control is relaxing the jaw, opening the mouth and literally letting breath leave the body on its own Mm. at its own pace, which is not easy to do. Mm. Uh, you know, we're trained to be chest breathers. If you, if you're, if you haven't, if you're not doing yoga, if you're not a breath person, like you will do that, you'll open your mouth and nothing will come out. You'll be like, What's the problem? You know what I mean? <laughs> you'll have to force it out. Mm. Um, but it just shows you how much we we've kind of skewed the system here through yeah. life, right? Uh, and you know, the ticket to that is three to five minutes a day, three to five times a day, consistently for two, three weeks, and your body will actually begin to trigger to breathing that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cause it wants to. That's how it came. That's how you showed up breathing that way. And You know, if you think up to about seven, we are just nothing more than sensing energetic beings, right? Mm -hmm. We're sensation-driven, energy-driven. We're not emotional-driven, which is just a label. We're not any of these things. We're just raw nerves collecting energy from around us, you know? Absorbing everything at the same time. Yeah, Yeah, if you're anxious today, I'm sorry, you didn't come anxious. Mom or dad was anxious and they gave it to you. Merry Christmas. Here's your present, (laughs) you know? Uh, not the gift that I'm yeah. giving. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Always, right? I mean, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Yay, yeah. hey, mom and dad. Thanks. Uh, and they weren't anxious. They got it from you know what I mean. Like, like this is what this is what happens. And so, I'm a big proponent of eliminating, uh, you know, emotional labeling up to about age seven. Uh, I, you know, my little guy, if he's kind of off or you know not really just kind of in that space, <laughs> I'll ask him. I'll ask him and say, Hey, buddy, you know what's going on? You feel, you look, look a little tense, look like you got some tension going on in the system, or find some other way to describe what I'm observing rather than a label. No. And, and then ask him in the course of action like, Hey, man, what do you want to do? You want to go play? You want to wrestle? You want to run around? And somebody's going to look at me and be like, No, I just want to snuggle. I'm like, okay. Hey, man, you're not, he's not feeling safe or he's feeling off or he, he needs, He's unable to anchor himself in that moment. So Mm he needs some support. Right. And so the support is not doing for him. It's then bringing him in. We'll snuggle up. I'll bring him in and I just sit and do my rhythmic breathing. And you'll watch in about two minutes. He's fine off planet. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, part of this anchored, you know, there's one thing I can leave behind on this planet. I've come to this final choice now out of this anchored human project is kind of multiple tiers. There's the anchored leader, there's the anchored partner right? There's a couple different versions that you'll be able to kind of expand into really for who you are, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's the anchored birth is really my thing I'd love to leave behind because anchored that's the origination of safe, huh? The anchored birth. Yeah. The anchored birth. Yeah. I mean, that's the point of origination, right? And so, you know, birth in womb and utero, for the most part, your body, you, you, you as a human know how to regulate. Mm-hmm. You know how to disperse energy and move and everything else because you're wrapped in this container of sleep You're there, you're yeah. okay. You don't have any other worries. Mm-hmm. Then you come into the world and you enter this room full of energy, nurses, doctors, parents, everybody, energy. Yeah. You know, you're swiped off, you're set on the table, you're injected with stuff, you're passed around, you're you know, like chaos. Mm-hmm. And then you're handed it back to mom or dad or whatever it might be, depending upon how your birth cycle is. You know, if you. Have a more natural birth rad, but still, there's you are coming into everybody else's energy as the wildly raw nerve into an entire new world that you know nothing about, nor does your system know how to regulate any of it. Mm. And so, if mom, dad, nurse, doctor, if everybody in the room is a regulated anchored human being, we are now receiving child into an anchored space, child can go to mom or dad, rhythmic breathing process child now assimilates and now the system is being trained to re-anchor back to i'm okay and i'm safe not because of the mom or dad because i now have that tool that i had here i now have externally and that creates a different foundation to go from you know i had a little man for the first four hours on my chest doing rhythmic breathing uh you know when he was born and that's amazing i'm confident it made a world of difference Oh, they're absolutely.
1: Right. The whole foundation of their life has started from that place, right? And that yeah. and building off of that, because when I do work with people in terms of releasing all their emotions, it's not an emotion that they're experiencing right here in the now based on what triggers them in the environment. It's a compounding yeah. of the first time they felt it and never processed it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yep. we've got a whole shitload of emotional debt here that we're, we're eradicating because it wasn't processed. There weren't any tools in
0: order to do so and now yeah, you had no idea and and you had no logic cap- you had no logic capability it's all it's all energy it's all sensation based right i mean i i remember it now more about my child than i ever did before because i'm more connected to the sensations and the triggers that come up and i'm like oh i oh wait a minute and then i will actually begin to remember and I'm, and and i'm able to unpack what occurred mm-hmm. in a different way we just kind of like guessing and creating what may have happened right um, well yeah man i mean it's lodged in the system it most definitely well
1: i know i'll definitely be uh be reaching out to you whenever my lady and i are having kids
0: just <laughs> so so we nah, yeah that's i mean right. i just i'm like i'm like if there's one thing i could leave behind on this planet of value what would it be and and, and that's it really if i could get the state where doctors nurses and parents or everybody is a rhythmic breathing cycle is settled and regulated is ready to receive the child in into life right into this world um and that's the focus the the primary focus of those few moments are giving child the opportunity to regulate and re-anchor now from womb to life you know to world dude i i would be i, I what like the legacy right there. <laughs> I wouldn't have, would have done something, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> at all the shit that I've done, I would have really done something, right? Yeah. That's,
1: that's-, that's Beautiful, man. I like that a lot.
0: Yeah. I mean, in leaders and partners and everybody else, I mean, it's, that's, this is where we, we get jacked up, nose down, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Cause that's, and so that's what that whole project's about. Really, I have learned it over time. And I kind of like saying is learn to quiet the body and the mind will follow. Mm. you know, we're operating in reverse uh, too much in my opinion. Uh, we're That's trying right. to stay up here when really most of the stuff is all, all down here. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's
1: really interesting because usually people will think of it the other way or they'll attempt to operate in the other way. If I can just quiet
0: my mind, then my body will relax. Really, like, no. My body will listen. Right? Well, yeah, I mean, but you think about it. Right? Origination of psychology, mm. you know, I mean, we Suddenly, we had this mind, this voice in our heads talking to us, that was getting confusing, confusing, and and probably not equipped to handle the complexities of things that were going on. So it did what it does, which is start the argument in the head, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And we had to find a way to help support people with it because I'm sure early days it got really gnarly. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. Think. I mean, it's gnarly today. Think of what it was like, you know, 200 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's still pretty gnarly so wow. you know as you see people trying this is all they knew we didn't have science we didn't have all the understanding that the heart and the gut have so many receptors to it right that you actually have a set of minds in the whole system that are you know collecting and processing and interpreting information and not just what's going on upstairs and you know so it makes sense to where we've come but i think if you really are in the right communities today you know you're seeing more and more and more This kind of nose down approach to hey, wait a minute. Let's dive into the rest of this and start to work here, start to give the body what it needs via breath, right? Because that's the one thing you can control and help regulate the system and navigate the things. And then, you know, I always kind of frame it as you're either regulated or dysregulated. And uh, the map for that is if I'm regulated, my internal state. Is matching up with my external conditions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If I'm running in it in, running into a burning building to come get your butt, you want Jeff, you know, mm-hmm. fired up a little bit, right? right. You know, we're on the two-way range operating around the world, you want Jeff at a heightened space. Mm-hmm. You know, however, dinner time, you don't want Jeff at a heightened space, right? So if I'm able to regulate myself distinctly and and take on the responsibility for where I am, mm-hmm. then I'm able to stay in this regulated space dysregulated is really nothing more than my internal state is not matching the external conditions right i'm mean, either over or under what's in front of me and mm-hmm. so paused to just 30 seconds of breath that regulation system you eyes open i'm anchoring into the present right i'm here i'm okay cool oh i am okay i don't need to have all that with me right, right. and so it's a, it, it's, it ain't rocket science and it ain't super difficult. It just <laughs> requires some discipline. Yeah. It requires some discipline, requires some,
1: you know, some focus in, into that. And I think what, what's really interesting about what you're saying here is that it seems like when somebody's nervous system is dysregulated, they're not necessary. they're not responding to the direct experience of their life. They're responding to maybe an abstraction or conceptualization about life. So they're not actually right. here in the present. And what's interesting about Zen Stoic philosophy, which is the philosophy that I, I pioneered to bring these two things into hybrid, is the whole purpose of it is to... It, it it revolves all around intention. And intentions that point us into the direct experience of right now are what are called the four intentions. And then intentions that point us out into abstraction or into conceptualization are the delusions. And it's really, are your intentions the one thing that you cannot hide from yourself, even if you lie to the world? <laughs> Are they pointing to your yep. experience of now, or are they pointing to some abstract idea of life rather than actually being here? And it seems like yeah. this, this breathing brings you back into life, like physiologically here, not just mentally and and emotionally. That's actually- Yeah.
0: Well, and it's great for people that have a hard time, you know, I don't. <laughs> Book two is titled Fuck Meditation, and then <laughs> which is hilarious because every client that came to me from like 2019 to 2021- all said to say All asked me this exact same question up front they were like you're not going to make me benitate are you <laughs> <And I'm> like <laughs> um not like you think not like, it, not like that <laughs> not like how like i <laughs> yeah and but it but it but it really was curious because you know uh a lot of people struggle i mean a lot of people get their eyes struggled and so this like this practice mm-hmm. that that we do that i work with a lot of it, it's eyes open you mm-hmm. know because there, there's that third component to the anchoring into the present right that tells me okay i can look around i can be present to the squirrel running the tree i'm okay right okay all right i'm good and the body starts to sit in and then i'm anchoring that by eyes open yes i'm i'm okay i'm safe you know beautiful and literally um there's a progression to that over time where you actually begin to kind of drop your eyes because your eyes are your threat detection system right? mm-hmm. i mean out of my world getting guys out of my world out of the special operations world or you know this mm-hmm. space so meditate is is not easy you know mm-hmm. because they're not dropping their threat detection system mm-hmm. and so if you if you work on this process where you go from straight out 45 degrees down a little bit more down a little bit more you can actually begin to progress yourself to an eyes closed meditation in the same way and that's where you can start to really begin to re-anchor aspects internally right that's where you can begin to kind of come inside, but you know, you've gotta you have to answer the physical question first because that's the originating question of safe. Can I leave the cave? Am I safe? You have to always answer physical physicality first. Mm-hmm. Then you can begin to deal with it. am I emotionally safe? Am I spiritually safe? Am I mentally safe? You know, am I safe in all these other corridors? Uh, but you really have to check in and get comfortable with your surroundings. I mean I've had clients move in the middle of our work and literally had them do the technique in every room of their house to find their safe room, mm. place that they felt absolutely best to reorient safety to the home itself in its entirety, but then to find their space that they would then have their practice, have their space, you know what I mean? They have to have their time in, none um, um, you know this, And it's so important, man, and we just, we just zip by it. And then we wonder why things aren't working. Next time you get on a client call, have this question, And ask them where do you not feel safe and be and just shut up because yeah just you know know what i mean (laughs) like it's coming (laughs) oh yeah and deal with that one i mean because that's listen i i'm kind of i just want to get to it Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i'll get to it for me i want to get to it for you we can spend the next year bouncing through all the things or where are you not safe okay cool you're not safe there all the behaviors you know that come from this anchor of safety just jacked up for all of us Mm-hmm. Here's the stream of behaviors that come from that. Okay, cool. But we're going to be dealing down here. Like we know the anchor and then we know the behavioral patterns that erupt from that anchor because everything's getting pinged. I mean, one of my clients was taking his third company public. No wonder he's the best publicly traded CEO in the freaking planet. Because mm-hmm. at four to five, he he, he, and he he firmly believed his parents were driving around the night looking for a place to drop him off. You know, so... So he's spent his life staying in the car you know because he's a publicly traded CEO so when he writes a article stock drops a little bit you're fired you're gone that day. you know you're you're at risk every minute of every day mm-hmm. And so he has spent his life staying in that car. Wow and he's made a wonderful profession about it. Now he gets to use all those skills he built trying to stay in the car mm-hmm. without the buzz and the freak and the anchor of trying to stay in the car. He's now re-regulated into a fully anchored human, but internalizing his own safety, his own mechanisms, his own greatness, his own achievement. That's the new anchor for him, and you know now he crushes it. That's awesome. That's so cool, man. That gives you <laughs> an mean, example,
1: right? Of yeah, and what it all starts with the breathing. breathing. Mm-hmm. That it, that's, that that's profound. I mean, one thing that I've I've certainly been paying a lot more attention to the breath lately. Um, I've been. Listening to this book, it's called The Wedge. Have you heard of it?
0: Mm. What's What's the cover look like? It's like a blue cover. Looks like uh, yep. it's like I've seen it. I haven't read it. I'm not familiar with it. Yeah,
1: so it's a it's a guy who was uh, he was like a Wim Hof instructor, and what he was essentially looking for was. You know, things that had to do with human performance and how people are able to like change their actual internal process to an external stimuli, like going from like the instinctual, like freaking out response to bringing in calm in certain situations. And one of the things that he was talking about was how nasal breathing like makes a massive difference. And I started, massive, I started doing it in jujitsu, like while I'm rolling and while I'm sparring. And I like, that's all I'm not even focusing on what I'm going to do in the match. I'm only focusing on continuing to breathe through my nose. Yeah. And the amount of stupid shit that I stop doing is just staggering. Like I don't do anything like incorrect or like dumb or impulsive when I do that. Yeah. Like, every movement is precise. It's, it's not easy. Like I, know. I just started doing it right. So it's not easy. So I'm like, I'm getting tired and I'm like really wanting to like, like open my mouth and breathe or exhale. Yeah but I keep that. And it's like, it's like, I suddenly am executing on everything I know without thinking about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, we, we leverage it like in, uh, with brute force. One of our benchmark workouts is a nasal thruster ladder. Mm-hmm. So the rule is you can breathe however you need to breathe during work, mm-hmm. right? So it's one thruster and then your nasal breath is your recovery point. So it's one thruster, one nasal breath, one thrust, two thrusters, two nasal breaths, right? And so you, up to fifteen and back down, mm-hmm. gnarly. Especially from the one nostril guy. Yeah, but literally, so you're not necessarily nasal breathing during work, but you're, you know, you're exploding thruster drops, and then going. Mm-hmm. I mean, breaks and and even yeah, we. I mean, that's the cool thing about what we're doing at brute Force. Is advancing the workouts and the things that we're doing is we're including a lot more breath work into it, a lot more. And everybody comes back is like, well, what? what just happened you can't rush anything just the game (laughs) everything becomes and it goes back to exactly what you said everything in that moment becomes intentional if you are a person i don't care what breath work you want to do there's a million gazillion things out there you know i stay in my lane with mine Mm -hmm. when i teach Uh, and then if somebody wants to learn all the other modalities i say go see great people who really do those i mean I, i do them all i play with them all i get them However, I just like to stay in my lane um, with uh, with just the things that I do because it's relevant to what I teach, right? Uh, but just bringing bringing awareness, being intentional about how you're breathing, forces the intention on every other aspect of everything else you're doing. Has <laughs> to, yeah, yeah. Workouts slow down. You know, you get to the end of it, you're like, what just? Keep it. <laughs> I'm, I'm so grateful
1: that I that I got to discover that, you know, like, and this was like a week ago that I started doing this and it's already, it it has made a difference basically immediately. If you're looking for like, a, yeah, instant result,
0: just focus on your breathing. Uh, yeah. Listen, I mean, wait a minute. It's like literally sit back right now in your chair, roll your shoulders back, relax, relax your chest, relax your shoulders, relax your back, get into this position where nothing's moving up here. Take a, Take a solid intentional breath in through the nose. Imagine you're going all the way down the diaphragm, like and move that diaphragm to full extension. Hold for a brief moment, open your mouth, relax your jaw, and just let breath naturally flow out. As if gravity was just like pulling out of the system. No, no noise, no sound, just let it roll. If you can do it, you feel it instantly. I did. You feel this wobble instantly. Yeah, that, that was, that was cool. (laughs) Three minutes to that a day, three times, three to five times a day, your body will be like, oh, I like this. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, you know, there's all kinds of goodness to come from it because when you step into being a regulated or what I call an anchored human being, right? When you're anchored in the present moment to what's happening. To the internal system the external systems you know all the triggers start to kind of dissipate when you've when you've re-anchored all your primary anchors internally right so you you're a lot less vulnerable if you will to life, mm-hmm. to the circumstances situation because you are not handing your kite to somebody else right and expecting them to fly it beautifully for you because you can't you know right and here you are you can't mm-hmm. you know, and that's not what you're here to do anyway you're to do. So, as you do that and work that process and, and add that breath and look at the intention, I mean, why? just becomes, and in eight months, it's two weeks, and your body's picking it up on yourself. And you're looking around like, you know, your spouse will, could you be like, what have you been doing? any other thing are you being so nice? You know what I mean? How did you get to be so calm? Right? <laughs> what is happening?
1: <laughs> right. Which the assumption is there's, there's something wrong. You're doing something. <laughs> You're doing something. What's yeah. happening? Right.
0: right. As I leaned into the mic. What are you saying? <laughs> right. What are you on? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm on, I'm on O2 is what I'm on. I'm on air. Exactly. Yeah. But the, the, and, and that is, you know, the, the medicine
1: right that people are so in desperate need of is just breathing
0: hey listen man i mean and, and we forget six seven eight we started show up at the playground right? it's human evolution mm-hmm. you're showing up you're now amongst your peers you're now getting to an age where you have to demonstrate capability male or female doesn't matter but now you're being looked at and assessed and you know you're immersing into the community right the yeah. the tribe if you will which then requires you to, you know, posture up, roll your shoulders back, get your chest out, look bigger, just the natural posture and like go from that relaxed state and sit up a little bit. You naturally, you, you naturally want to start breathing shallow. You want to yeah. breathe in your chest, right? Because this I'm posturing. I show up on the playground. All right, just here. You know what I mean? It's like bigger. <laughs> I'm a big boy. I look no. bigger, right? Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. So, so like it, it logically makes sense of what happened. The problem is, we don't know what's happening. Mm. And then that becomes our position. And then now we are shallow breathers. It's no wonder why we have so much sickness, illness, issues, obesity, like all of it. We're not, we're not actually breathing fundamentally the way our bodies were designed to breathe. Mm. We're okay. cutting ourselves short every single day. Every single day you're breathing in your chest. You are not giving your the meat sack what it needs to function. It's not you. Pull that out. You're just occupying this freaking thing for whatever this time period is, right? So develop the meat sack. Give the meat sack what the meat sack needs, which is the air in the right form, in the right way, the way it was designed to be given. So just give it back to it. That's all you have to do. It's that easy. That's amazing. Yeah. I am um, <laughs> one of
1: my one of my good friends, uh maybe you know, maybe you don't, his name is George Bryant. Oh yeah, I know George. Yep. So George, you know, and all the success and prestige that he has, and if you ever go and watch one of his events or you listen to his podcast, he'll tell you he's like that that most important thing to him is stillness and breath work. That's like that's it. That's what he attributes like everything else building upon. This his yeah. ability to be still and to breathe and regulate his breathing. And yeah. makes perfect sense, especially based on what everything you're saying, what I've been experiencing
0: like. Yeah. It's probably Jordan's first. Probably first mastermind. How oh, did you? After, yeah, yeah, asked yeah, Austin awesome yeah. speak, yeah, yeah,
1: a time ago. Yeah, we yeah. we had um. I just went to his recent event when he was here in Austin, and he brought in uh, Stephanos Stefanos to him and him. Yeah. The two of them, they ran a breath work, and the, the breath work that they did was the um, like through the mouth, kind of similar to the Wim Hof the, like yep. uh, that one. one. And I mean, I've never done that in a group setting. Until that moment, that blew my fucking mind, man. That was See,
0: there's some intense, there's some powerful. Listen, here, and here's my thing it's kind of like the meditation practice, right? So we've done a beautiful job of what I call complexifying things, mm-hmm. right? Because if I wrap it up and make it sexy and bring of some complexity to it, I can charge you a bunch of money to teach it to you. Mm-hmm. Correct. Sorry, that's what sells. That's, <laughs> that's basically it goes, right? Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, I, and so. And, and, but what happens in that place is we create something too big for the average person to be like, oh, I want to try this. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you talk to people now, there's been enough out there now, people like, if you talk to breathwork about people, they instantly go to Wim Hof, diving into cold things. or like, F no, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. No, I can't do that. Right. And so there's this big barrier to entry. Now, same thing happened with meditation, same things, you know, we kind of screw ourselves in, in the world. By making these things so enormous and big and complex and everything else, uh-huh. versus, hey, let me give you a really simple technique. Here's what it looks like. Here's mm-hmm. kind of the here's the here's the background of what happened to you. Okay, I get that. That makes sense. Cool. Here's the pattern I want you to start repeating. And all you got to do is like set alarm, do it, do it once in the morning, once in the evening, very intentional. And then the other three times during the day, just set an alarm. I don't care what you're doing. Just do your best to do it in that context. And mm-hmm. that's it, right? That's all I want you to do. I don't want you to do that for about two weeks. That's all. Can you do that for me? Can you give me, well, what, 25 minutes a day, max mm-hmm. spread out, you know, oh, yeah. can you do that for me? Most people are going to be like, I could probably do that. Okay, cool. Let's just start there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, let's just start there. And, and then and then they feel innocent results then they're on to the next thing then they're wanting to dive in on all the other stuff which is great but you got to make it safe I mean we're, we're we're always answering the question of safe have we made it safe for someone to come engage with us mm. by regulating our own our own system yeah yeah and and even by the even by the invitation of what it may look like to to come play with us or to come work with us or to come You know, do something with us. Like I I fundamentally believe, I mean, I want a mission now. The coolest thing about taking over a brute force and building this fitness brand, we're rebuilding it, right? Pulling Mm -hmm. it out of the fire, basically. I have a clear mission and that mission is to create the safest fitness company on the planet. Wow. The one place that anyone could come, learn, grow, and develop themselves mentally, physically, or emotionally, and not feel judged, not feel intimidated, and not feel scared to participate. That's what I'm doing every single day. And uh, and we've done a pretty good damn good job with it. We got ten thousand people in my Facebook group, you know, the try the anchor of trust, the anchor of hey, I'm safe, the shares that come up, the support that you know, we have we have participated in the group at a level that we we set the stage and standard for communication. And so you don't get crap in our group. You just don't. Beautiful. Like you're gone. Mm-hmm. And I've I've probably booted in the last two years two or three people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then probably shot another four or five warnings, which is very few for as many people as we have in our group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for 10,000. Yeah, and, and I get, I get immediate apologies or, uh, or they're just gone and yeah. go ahead, bye. Is your are yeah, you're creating yeah. a container for
1: that, that's like yeah. reality to be, to, to essentially be birthed there and for people to be able to experience that because if they experience yeah. that, they're going to carry that with them and it's going to spread to, to everybody. 100%. 100%,
0: you know, that's, that's what it's all about. Like, how do I anchor trust and safe? How do I, how do I? And the only way that I do that is if I'm fully anchored in my own trust, I trust myself, I trust what I'm doing, I trust who I am, and how I'm showing up, and I am good, and I know I'm good. And mm-hmm. when I show up that way as a leader, that's what permeates. That's even you go, oh, I want some of that. Okay, cool. I'm not giving it to you, but I'm going to teach you how to create it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so... You know and and you know as, as i do the fitness space is a gnarly world
1: mm-hmm. yeah we're we're none of what you described is necessarily common unfortunately
0: radically uncommon mm-hmm. and and i will tell you i mean i'm not going to name one in the podcast but there are some real leaders right now across the you know, across the industry that i'm cultivating into this direction and they're on board so
1: that's beautiful you know, yeah man, i yeah, I'm on board with that too, man. Like, I was already going to be, you know, purchasing brute force equipment for my Kokoro training <laughs> that's starting in May. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm even more yeah. excited and feel better, even better about you know participating in a company that that's the mission.
0: I mean, and that's what Mark and I talked about. You know, yeah. and that's what I I think that's one of the things that where Mark and I finally you know assimilated on. Stop, Divine and I. You know, because yeah. he's got he's got a very similar profile. He's got a very similar objective in mind, you know. And uh and we won't want I you know I had this saying in brute force, which is, you know, and I hope you're, OP, you're okay with a little bit of language. Of course. yeah. <laughs> you
1: know,
0: which is uh hard is relative, mm-hmm. right? I mean we all need to be hard at a point in time, but it's contextual and it's relative. Mm-hmm. No hard is relative, powerful is undeniable. Fuck hard, be powerful. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what most people in life today are looking for. How can I just be a little more powerful over the shit that shows up in my life? Mm. Right. That's I mean, that's what I want every day. Yeah. I want to be a little more powerful every day. I want to make a better choice. I want to handle myself a little bit better. I want to eat better. I want to work out harder. I want to produce these results. And and we wrap that in a context of being hard or mm-hmm. writing it out or this or that. We wrap it in all this negative context. And then we wonder why wow, we're not producing the results that so we want to produce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I just want to be a powerful dude. That's it. I want to show up powerfully. I want to be powerful. I want to live powerfully. I want to feel that way. Yeah. How do you define power is not dominance over? Power is that set, internal, settled. I'm good. I'm angered. Uh, you know, I can take pride in myself. I can find my own happiness. I can find my own safe. I can find my own anchor of trust. I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know, let's party. <laughs>
1: yeah. I that. I'm good. Let's party. <laughs> <laughs> let's roll. You know what I mean? My, uh, my girlfriend and I, we have a friend that uh, we were talking to her one day, and my girlfriend said to her, she said, you're so confident. Like, where does that come from? And she's like, She's like, I'm not confident. Like, that's not what you're seeing here. What you're seeing is I'm congruent, and there's a big difference between the two of those things. And it sounds like power and congruence of like I'm good with me,
0: is very much. well, yeah, I mean, kind of, yeah. If you look at confidence, you know, a lot of times we 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 try to. I mean, I'm a word guy. If you look at my Instagram, mm-hmm. yeah, you'll see pictures, but read <laughs> those pictures are just representative of of the uh, reframing of the word. <clears throat> And when I did my study, at, uh all the, around all the perform stuff. When I was doing the stuff uh, back with U.S. government, um, you know, I found these three intrinsic traits in like top-tier performers across multiple domains: business, military, intelligence, athletes, you know, pro sports, etc. Because uh, the doors open to me, and uh, then three intrinsic traits kept coming back up in uh, any of us that would look at it, this is a one percent of a one percenter right mm-hmm. here. Uh, and one, one was comfort, right? So this unique, and what I mean by a comfort is kind of this unique space to be comfortable being uncomfortable. This mm-hmm. this this anchor of safety existed. I'm okay. Drop me into the back streets of Africa, carrying it back back at nine dollars. I'm okay. You know what I mean. Wherever I'm going, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I may, may not love it, but I'm okay. So this this unique ability to to operate comfortably. True internal anchor of, of regulating their own safety. Yeah. Uh, the second piece was confidence. And confidence, reward. look at is faith in self, right? That's confidence. That's, that is faith in myself, mm-hmm. which is again, another primary anchor, right? Mm-hmm. Trust, faith. I can rely on my training. I can rely on my instincts. I can rely on my intuition. I'm relying on my wisdom, confidence. And then the third, what those unlock is is a unique level of creativity. And I say, you know, creativity defined as I will figure it the out. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, like yep. I don't care what comes at me, because nothing's ever gonna be the same. It's never gonna go as it's planned. It's never gonna work the way I thought it would be. But 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 being comfortably being able to be comfortable and comfortable, having faith in myself. I promise you, I will sort it out. I mm-hmm. will figure it out. And those three intrinsic traits, and, and it's scalable, right? Mm-hmm. But that's what that's what I'm on. Yeah, I call it your C3 when I teach my stuff. That's what you're always looking for, is how do I elevate those things? But yes, congruent. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, and then if you want to accentuate, like those three op- operating in sync would be congruence, would absolutely 100% be, because that's how I would frame it. In my absolutely. Frame. I I like that. I remember the fourth C that. that Yeah. 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 Matter of fact, I may drop that. I may be (laughs) cheating. And Vic, let me, and I'll credit you. I always, I always credit everybody, you know, I'm like, and I was having this great conversation. And Victor brought up this idea that when I'm, when I, when I hit these three, right, and my scale is up, now I am in congruence. Now I am in alignment. Now I am functioning. And that's what the external world is perceiving is this person that just, their shit together <laughs> right I mean?
1: yeah i um, i have a, a a phrase or i guess you'd call it like a mantra or an affirmation one of those <laughs> i think would fit this but something i started saying uh i remember i started saying it when i was in the middle of a really difficult martial arts class and we were like it was a conditioning class that uh that day of the week and it was all calisthenics for an hour and I remember saying this to myself and it always stuck with me but it but it basically grabs all all of those seeds mm-hmm. where it essentially was i chose to be here whether i remember why or not and the fact that i'm here is all the validation i need and then i would just like
0: go into the zone and i'd crush that. i love it the workout was <laughs> yeah yeah man i mean it's yeah there's just Uh, you know, I mean, and and the beautiful thing is we're all jacked up. We all continue to learn. We all continue to grow. You know what I mean? Like I love, I love it when I teach, because I open up, I say, listen, uh, I am going to violate everything I'm about to tell you probably 500 times today. (laughs) The only difference, the only real difference between you and I is I have such a level of awareness that I can either correct it quickly or intersect it before it happens. That's the only difference. Mm-hmm. all right that i've just practiced and embodied and engaged that most times i can either catch it before it happens or clean it up really quick it's That's really the only difference between me and anybody else yeah you know or you or anybody else because everybody has this capacity you know to develop and grow and do these things and be an exceptional human being uh and yeah because i'm not going to pretend i'm something i'm not i will Definitely let people down, and I will definitely screw it up constantly. Uh, it's just a matter of recognizing it, the awareness to it, and the ability to course correct. That's right. The ability, ability to close in to... that gap, right? Mm-hmm. Than that gap from, you know, so it's not three or four days later, Bob. Oh, I really screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> <And> it's <with himself laughs> like, <laughs> To like, no, don't say that. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> right. Well, bloggers out.
1: because I screwed up is, I mean, it's a conclusive statement, right? It closes the loop. It defines whatever that situation is, as being that, whereas, you know, what is also possible is asking a question of like, what was the purpose? What was the higher purpose of that? What did that need to there? What's the gift okay. there? What's the opportunity? What, however you want to language it, but yep. I've found that asking a question instead of making a statement, when these things happen has served me very well. <laughs> yeah, man. I love it. I yeah. love that. I love so, it. I got uh two more questions before we wrap sure. up. First one is if anybody's interested in your work or whatever you got going on and they want to learn how to regulate their nervous system,
0: now yeah. uh, where can they find you? What works so best yeah. Best place right now, uh one on Instagram you could follow me, mindset zero six actual. I'm gonna actually start doing uh kind of micro teach points, you know, along the way. yeah uh, uh now that we're getting stable with BrewForce, just give me a little bit more freedom to contribute there on that platform. That's really the best kind of platform to engage with me or find me or learn or, or anything else. Uh, then uh, Mindset Radio podcast, I ran for quite some time, uh, about to breathe life back into it. We're going to be exploring the the set of minds in the human system. Um, and then uh, actually ending the, the months now leading up. So the book should launch probably next spring is going to be our timeline for it. Uh, but I am about probably next month going to open up, uh, a couple channels into working, uh, through the Anchors human project a little bit, um, there's probably some group, you know, some group pro- programs, a few other things, you know, have self-directed, have group work, uh, just so I can finish out a few research points and, um, you know, be involved. So if anybody's like, Ooh, I want to play, uh, they can come over to mindset radio, shoot me an email or whatever, shoot me a note or find me on an Instagram. Uh, so it, that's all. That's all kind of releasing through April you know, mm. and probably start classing up or cohorting up, you know, May time timeframe you know, for it. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, that's, you know, uh or mysets06actual on Instagram. Uh, and then on the fitness side of things, you know, Brewforth training on Instagram, mm. uh, brewforsttraining.com if you want to pick up some rad gear. Uh, you know, we're doing some, we're doing some interesting things over there, right? Sand is out. We're not doing sand, you know, we sell, quote-unquote, we're selling the first sandless sandbag now, ever. Wow. Uh, Yeah. I (laughs) I I, know I'm going to get my hands on one soon, so. And I'm telling you, it's a different (laughs) game. It's uh, the filler, what we've redone there, and the approach we're taking now, it's a different game. Uh, And it's such a great workout. I mean, it's, and it is, it's one of the things that now having studied it and put some biofeedback to it and watched what's happening in the central nervous system versus like a CrossFit workout or other modalities, uh, it is intrinsically nailing the, the CNS up and down in a different way. Uh, and we're finding that it's developing a, a greater level of adaptive capacity, which is the ability to, you know, hold more stress with less cost on the system. Um, it is uh, uh, improving recovery period significantly. You know, you just get so much out of a 30-minute workout on that bag. It's just like, you know, because it's, it's requiring so much adjustment compensation movement injury rates go down you're working all the connective tissue all the neuromuscular connectivity all your stabilizers are being worked constantly because everything's in motion shifting no matter what mm-hmm. um, it's not a linear world anymore and so um so yeah a lot of fun over there so they check out and you know mo's great and uh, apps out so you know a lot of good stuff like if yeah. you're a fitness person or 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 you're scared or intimidated on the fitness side of things like it's You know, I mean, most of our people, they're working their butts off every day, you know, and if they get 30 minutes on the sandbag in the garage or in the house or something at the end of the day or beginning of the morning, they feel like victors, you know what I mean? They're like just powerfully, there's a visceral thing about it. Oh yeah. Uh, And so it's, it's a very safe space to come in and begin to express and begin to learn and begin to grow and, and, and take on, you know, our challenges include mindfulness and you know we teach a lot and um, really put a lot of effort into the community you know mentally and physically as much as, or mentally and emotionally as much as physically so beautiful yeah so that's where you can I like or it. where you I'll, can nail I'll, me down
1: I'll I'll, I'll be there <laughs> I mean I, I got I got Kikoro coming up so I know I'm definitely going to be getting some of that equipment I'm really excited to train with the the sandless sandbag
0: moving forward it's it, that does <laughs> So you'll call me and be like, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> For now. Like, <laughs> right. I love you, but I hate you. I love you. But this, this sucks. <laughs>
1: <That's> it's just... <laughs> it's the full spectrum of it. It's all of it.
0: Just <laughs> all packaged in. I'll send it to you with a bone.
1: It says Uh-oh. have fun. <laughs> Perfect. Does does it also make a difference when you're rucking
0: with it? Because I know there's the ruck uh, attachment. Yeah. So oh. so we're quietly we're we're yes. We we're we'll be rolling out on new equipment soon. All right, cool. We, cool. we will include some of our components, uh, uh, because I am a, a, I was built to rock. Thanks mom. Yeah. I got her birthing. Ups. Uh, I, I was built to I was designed to jump out airplanes to carry heavy shit on distances, so Beautiful.
1: yes. Well, I'm very, I'm very new to rocking. So I'm, I'm looking forward to developing my, uh, my abilities there.
0: <laughs> well, and, and then you'll, you'll do our long walk, which is the journey through, uh, uncertainty, fear, trust, and ultimately freedom. Uh, I've done that project now with a lot of sports teams, a lot of corporate people. Uh, it's, it's a, uh, it's a gnarly event, Uh that, uh, <laughs> that's a gnarly event. It's worth it, right? It's not a race. Uh, it's a point of accomplishment. When you get to the end, uh, you have a totally different context for life.
1: Amazing. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely in on that. So <laughs> yeah. my last question for you, Jeff is sir. So the whole context of these interviews is that zen's stoic philosophy aims at liberation but the philosophy itself is not liberation it's just a tool that points in that direction so on these interviews my aim is to bring in people who are exemplary of or who have a mission that is also creating liberation in the world for people so what does it mean to you to live a liberated
0: life yeah man that's a great question i mean i think And I would have answered that question differently a few years ago. Uh, And today, it is internalizing my key anchors, my primary anchors, right? I mean, that's um, because I'm now in control of me and my behavior and how I navigate the world. And I wasn't for a very long time, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Always kind of looking for somebody to hold my safe. Always looking for somebody to hold my love. Always looking for somebody to hold my joy. Uh, you know, well something for somebody to hold my trust, and you know, to be liberated is to be free of the constraints and the constructs that force me into a way that does not resonate with my system. Mm. And you know, I it, it's 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 I used to say my uh, life expectancy to the FBI would be about 32.30 seconds. Mm. Uh, I'm a resistor uh, by nature, and uh. And of course, that's why I got to work for CIA because, yeah, no, it's like just fire for good. Just throw Jeff out as an airplane somewhere in the world and let him figure it out. He'll figure it out. Don't tell me me how to do it. Don't give me a construct. Don't give me a model. Let me go figure it out. Uh, But that is to me the, I I believe as as human beings, for us to be our best selves, we need to understand, uh, and and have internally uh, freedom and authority. And we'd have the freedom and authority to act or produce the results that we want. And that's, that's first created internally and then spoken and developed externally, in my opinion, but that's, that's liberation to me. Like that is that essence where, um, I am not reliant on other people from a, uh, mental or emotional standpoint, right? I mean, I believe physically we can rely on each other for many things that we need to and what we support, right? That's humanness, that's tribe, that's connection. You know that's all these things, and even mental and emotional support along the way, right? We have to have these these connections, but I'm not not draining those others around me, right? To fill, mm. to try to replace something. I'm here, and I'm giving as much as I'm getting, and it's this flow. Uh, and and you know we're all regulated. We're all kind of anchor humans in a way, right? When we become that, then we're uh, collectively operating at a different level. But if that Hopefully that answers your... Oh, it, it most definitely does. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's a phenomenal answer. I mean, and I would say, man, I I, I lived a, a completely unliberated life up until about 45 or 46. You know? Wow. And, and uh, I thought I was. I thought I was good. Uh, Not when you don't have that one fundamental we'll thing. Just, we'll just leave that at the... That. That's right. Yeah. I like it. Um, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but today... Um, You know, I wake up every day stoked. Amazing. Even when things aren't going well, I still wake up pretty stoked. Beautiful. Um, Yeah. Well,
1: Jeff, thank you so much for being on the show, man. This has been amazing. I know I'll definitely be re-listening to this thing and putting these breathing things into practice because I'm like, all right, I gotta get my training optimized. (laughs) Here we go. Let's start with the breath.
0: (laughs) Yeah, just play with it. Like just play. That's what I and I tell people all the time, like, we're just gonna play. They're like, What do you mean? I'm like, we're gonna play. Like we're just going to be playful at this stuff don't take it too seriously don't regiment don't because then it'll go away you know like seriously go back to being five
1: mm-hmm.
0: with everything you do be a five-year-old beautiful love it yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah awesome brother well thank you so much and uh looking forward to the book and to to putting these things into practice thank you again for being on the show thanks for having me